What's good, everybody? Welcome into the Early Edge MMA style. That's right. Whenever there's a big card, we're going to bring you a very special episode. This weekend, there are two UFC on ABC2 and also Bellator tonight. We've got a couple of picks uh, and breakdowns for you as well. Let's bring in our guy. Last week, he was 3-1. and one. He had a big-time parlay as well. Ian Parker, the Dark Army, was flying, flapping their wings last week. How are you, sir? I'm good, man. Look, anytime we get two back-to-back cards in a week coming off a winning week, makes me happy. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's start with UFC on ABC2. Prelim started noon Eastern time, the main event uh, at 3 Eastern time. So let's start with the Ignacio Bahamondas uh, fight, minus 190. John McDessie comes back at plus 160. Uh, this is a lightweight matchup. It's on the prelim card. What do you like? I love Ignacio Balmondes here. Even at minus 190, you got a young prospect, very athletic, very tall for the division, and excellent striking cardio and a very aggressive pace. Going against a guy in John McDessie who's been around for a while, hasn't evolved, hasn't changed to adapt to the mixed martial arts, a good kickboxer, but he'll be 5'7 going against a six foot one Bahamondes. McDessie has not put together a win in quite some time. Also, very hesitant with his striking. I think Bahamondes, with his uh, aggressiveness and his speed, is going to get the win here all right very good our next fight bantamweights also on the prelim card jack shore a minus 170 favorite taking on hunter azure coming back at plus 145 what do you like here Talk about a battle of prospects. You got Hunter Azor, who came off the contender series, one of the only guys to win by a decision and still get a contract. First fight against Brad Katona in the UFC, got a nice win, got knocked out by Brian Keller, came back with another decision win when he went back to his wrestling roots. He's fighting a guy in Jack Shore coming from England who, I mean, we're talking about a guy with cardio through the roof, submissions all day, knockouts, also undefeated. Hunter Azor is just too hesitant for me. His striking is still not at the level where it should be to get past the prospect level. I really like Jack Shore in this spot. I think his striking will lead to a takedown, and he'll be fishing for submissions. Hunter is just going to be trying to survive for three rounds. I'm going to take Jack Shore on this one. All right, minus 170. All right, let's go to the ladies now. Mackenzie Dern, plus 120, taking on Nina uh, Ansaroff, minus 140. This is on the main card. Uh, it's a women's straw weight uh, matchup. What do you make of these numbers? <laughs> All right, so Nina Anzaroff, now Nina Nunez, the wife of the lioness and the goat Amanda. You know, she's coming off a really long break. Her last fight against Tatiana Suarez, uh, she had a nice little comeback, still lost, then went and obviously got pregnant, had a baby. Six months after giving birth, she's coming back and she's fighting someone, Mackenzie wow. Dern, who over, who over that time frame has won four in a row. She's training out in California with Jason Perillo to really honing in on her striking as she is one of the best, if not the best, Brazilian, Brazilian jiu-jitsu women fighters on planet Earth. You know, this is a fight where Mackenzie is either going to get to the next level or she's going to run into the gatekeeper and understand why people are where they're at in the top seven of that division. I think that McKenzie, if any time, it's now as an underdog as well. The biggest difference is going to be on the ground. If McKenzie could really get out of that clinch and put Nina on her back, this is McKenzie's fight to win at dog odds. I like McKenzie Dern to show us why she's the brightest prospect in that division. I love seeing that plus money and then you telling me uh, all those little nuggets that make me want to play it and play it right now. Absolutely. Okay, let's, get to, let's get to our main event and the names, when you look at it, you go, what? Kevin Holland just fought, if you want to call it that, just a few weeks ago. Uh, it was an awful performance and I think this is a great idea for him to get right back in the octagon and make us all forget about that abomination that was his last effort. So let's talk about these odds. Vittori is a minus 330 favorite. Um, 
And Holland, these are middleweights. Vittori, um, I think you like a specific way that he is going to win here. Am I am I correct on that? As usual, you are, Coach. So here's <laughs> the deal. When Marvin Vittori, we got a guy who, if anyone's as de- deserving as a spot on ABC to showcase why they are really getting close to a title shot, it is Marvin Vittori. His last win against Jack Hermanson was nothing short of fantastic. Five rounds, dominated. He showed it on the feet. He showed it when he put Jack on his back that against someone as dangerous on the ground as Jack, he didn't get submitted. He controlled him on the ground. You know, at minus 330, though, we talk about this sometimes. It's a little too much juice to lay on a straight bet. So we'll get to the parlay later with him. But I do like if he's going to win, it's going to be by decision. I believe plus 175. I'm actually very surprised that the odds are e- even on the over four and a half rep plus 130 when neither guy is really, they're not known for their finishes. I know Holland had a finish off Jacare, but again, a guy winning from a fight off his back with a strike not doesn't happen ever. Marvin Vittori is a decision machine. And I think both guys in the spotlight, Kevin Holland's not going to take chances. He is going to have to fight better than what he did, obviously. I mean, even throwing one punch per round is better than what he did. It was so bad. Terrible. Yeah, you know, you talk about a guy who had an opportunity stylistically also in a main event to really showcase. He really, um, he just didn't show up. Getting back in there, like you said, is the best thing that an MMA fighter can do to really get everyone to forget about that last performance. I think Holland, if he can maintain his distance, use that push kick and not talk as much, he can give Vittori some problems. I just see Marvin being too much of an aggressor. We saw the blueprint. If you take the fight to Holland, he will fold. I think Marvin Vittori does that and gets it done by decision. Yeah, uh, Kevin Holland says he's not going to change his style. He's not going to change anything that he does, uh, which I think is a big-time mistake. Uh, as Ian said, we have a big-time parlay coming up, but I want to get to a couple picks first uh, from Bellator tonight, Bellator 256. Remember, this is today, so get these plays in, plays in uh, today. But when we look at the card uh, on Showtime, uh, there really wasn't a, there's a lot of high odds, which we hate, uh, even in the main event, a little bit higher than what we would have liked. But uh, talk to me about the Liz Carmuch. Uh, she's a, a minus one eighty favorite fight against Vanessa Porto at plus one fifty five in the flyweight division. You picked up something here. I did. So both women at age thirty seven, uh, but the difference in experience and level of competition is where I'm really leaning towards. Vanessa Porto, the one of the bigger wins she's had is against Pearl Gonzalez, who has been back and forth in the UFC and has had success in Invicta. But it doesn't compare to who Liz Carmouche has fought. I mean, you talk about women like Ronda Rousey. I mean, all the top of the top in the UFC. Both of these women are strong athletic women with good ground game. I just think that Liz Carmouche has a better fight IQ. I think her striking is better. And I just think she's seen it all. I think Vanessa, although not a bad fighter, at her age with the experience, it just doesn't line up for me. So I, I'm going to throw some money on Liz Carmouche. I think at minus 180, like I said, when it comes to experience in this sport, it is everything. Nothing's going to surprise her. I don't see anything that Porto does that's going to shock Carmouche or, pa- or have her panic. I just think that Liz's athletic ability as well will be a little too much for Vanessa. So I'm going to go with Liz Carmouche here. And if you are a new uh, MMA better, uh, minus 180 is kind of the sweet spot uh, in, in MMA betting. So don't don't get so panicked uh, about the juice uh, in MMA. That's pretty much uh, kind of the sweet spot. All right, let's go to the main event now. Uh, this part of the light heavyweight World Grand Prix. Ryan Bader, minus 300. Leota Machida, this is the main event. And there you see it as the jeweler brings it up again. Uh, this is an interesting matchup as far as names are concerned. But the odds tell me that the books don't think this is a very even fight. 
That's because it is not. They are correct here. Uh, the, this is actually a rematch, too, from back in the UFC where Machida knocked out Ryan Bader, which Bader came rushing in. The difference here between the two is Bader has gone up, 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 and Machida is on is kind of at the end of his career. Back-to-back losses for Leota. Ryan it was is on a roll. He's actually also the Bellator heavyweight champ at the moment. Uh, he recently dropped his belt to uh, Zemkov, who was also going to be defending throughout the Grand Prix. What we have here is someone in Machida who his style is no longer confusing. When he first came to the UFC, no one saw anything like it. That karate style, that defensive counter-striking, it just wasn't something that anyone was really used to. And it took everyone forever to figure it out. But once they did, he's been getting smoked a lot. Ryan Bader is a phenomenal wrestler, aggressive, very strong, and his striking has really come a long way. I, I think in this fight, He's just going to be way too much for Leona Machida. I am even willing to lay the odds at minus 300, and I will throw him in a parlay, only because I just don't see what Machida does that Bader is going to be so afraid of. Machida does not carry that power anymore. He's going to have to keep the distance. That's the only way. He's going to have to outpoint Bader with push kicks, side kicks. But Bader has seen it all. He's fought way better at this point, and Bader by... He's just a powerhouse. He could bull rush him. It's not going to be the same fight it was in uh, the first one. So I'm going Ryan Bader here. Oh, and I don't want to see an, uh, an outpointed type of fight. I hate those kind of fights. All right, we've only got 30 seconds left. Give me quickly your parlay that you like. Absolutely. Marvin Vittori, as we discussed, Impa Kasimgane coming back off of that crazy loss to Joaquin Buckley, fighting an inexperienced guy in Sasha. He should get the win based on athletic ability and striking alone. Joe Seleski, one of the best prospects in the division, fighting an aging Jim Miller. He's got great submissions. He keeps his fight standing. Joe Selecki is getting this fight at the right time. And as we just discussed, Ryan Bader should absolutely run through Leota Machida at plus 232. That's the parlay between both cards for me. So our Jewelers Gym Combat Parlay pays at plus 232. And our quick recap looks a little something like this. Ian is on Bahamondas at minus 190. Shore minus 170. Dern plus 120. And then in the main event to bring the odds way down, but Tory to win by decision, that's coming in at plus 175. And then in Bellator, uh, likes Carmouche. Now, keep in mind, these are not best bets for him because there wasn't a lot of bets on the card that Ian liked. So proceed with a little bit of caution here. And then in the main event, it's a big number, but uh, Ryan Bader's been on a roll. Lay the 300 as well. And then, of course, the parlay. You've got your marching orders. I love when we got two, not just one, we got two. Bellator tonight, UFC tomorrow. Let's take all these tickets straight. To the pay window. For Greg, don't call me Gary, our producer. For Ian Parker, you can follow him on social media, Ian Parker MMA. I am the coach. If there is a sport and it needs to be handicapped and you need picks, we got you covered every single day for your early edge. Good luck.